Stoughton, from my home to yours, welcome to EMS at Sea Level. Today, I am joined by Misha from Macrofab and Ted from Altium to talk about their collaboration and the latest product release that they have just announced. Guys, if we can start with uh, perhaps a quick introduction. Misha, give, um, I know our viewers have, uh, have seen you on camera before, but give us a quick um update on yourself and on Macrofab. Yeah, of course. My name is uh, Misha Gofkin. I'm a, a chief executive officer here at Macrofab and have been with the company for about four years. Macrofab is a cloud manufacturing service focused on uh, electronics. Uh, there are similar services like ours uh, that are focused on uh, various other aspects of manufacturing, especially mechanical parts. Uh, that, that seems to be a very popular uh, type of services. We are one of the few companies uh, in the largest by far uh, offering uh, electronics uh, manufacturing services. And that ser those services range anywhere from PCB assembly all the way to full product assembly. Mm -hmm. And we work uh, with engineers that uh, build from very small unit volumes. So it could be one or two units in a prototype all the way to hundreds of thousands of units and millions of dollars per year, 100% uh, in North America, but what we let our customers do is really use our cloud platform and our APIs to tap into a network of factories all across North America. So uh, okay. as you can imagine, it makes it easy to um, to build services on top of it because it's a digital platform. Yeah, no, it's really interesting, Misha. And you know, we could do a whole half hour session digging into why manufacturing in North America is important and why shorter supply chains are becoming more de rigueur in the current um in the current crisis but that's that's for another day ted quick introduction from yourself sure uh, so phil thanks for having me first of all my name is ted poella and i um, am with altium uh, my role is right now the chief ecosystem officer and i head what we call our nexar business unit that's the business unit that's focused on our cloud platform, which is called mm -hmm. Altium 365. And so, you know, my role in all of that really is to um, to kind of, you know, broaden Altium's business from what was a desktop tools company to now becoming a platform company and uh, with sort of the stated aim of going beyond design to connect in supply chain and to connect in manufacturing so that the whole business of creating electronic-based products can flow more smoothly. Hmm. Okay. So, Ted, just fill me in a little bit on the relationship and how it developed with Macrofab, because prior to this product launch, you guys have been working pretty hard in the background, I guess. Yeah. So, um, as I said, you know, our, uh, given that our mission is to connect supply chain and manufacturing, um, several years ago, I think this is probably six or seven years ago now, we acquired a company called Octopart, which a lot of people know because you can get real-time supply chain information when you want to buy electronic components. But we didn't have anything with manufacturing, and we've been eyeing that for a long time. Chris Church and Misha came uh, to visit Altium. Um, gosh, Misha, I imagine it was probably three, three or four years ago now, so we, we right. kind of knew each other. But we, you know, the, the, the reason why we've kind of come together in this way is that we feel that the way that um, the way that we're going to solve this problem of connecting these three domains together has to be one that has a, a, a 
a vision behind it for doing things on a digital platform. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we have talked to many manufacturers, but I think that um, Macrofab stands nearly alone in terms of having a vision for a company that is doing that work to, you know, to have a vision and have invested to create a platform to do that digitally. That was sort of like the perfect partner for us. Mm. We really share, you know, we share that, that sort of common vision for a digital transformation of manufacturing for electronics. Yeah. And having that whole digital thread connected all the way through is um, absolutely essential. Misha, when you look at it from your point of view, uh, you know, from Audion's point of view, it's an extension to manufacturing. For you, it's it's kind of buttoning up that connection all the way back to product design, you know, even through to ideation of the product, which is which is essential for you if they can, you know, if they can get to use your tools as early as possible. I guess that makes sense. Is that where you saw the synergy working between the two companies? Yeah, exactly. We, you know, we draw a lot of parallels to the cloud uh, market and uh, and what Amazon Web Services has done. And it, it's not a secret that uh, in Amazon, uh, developers and uh, software designers are the driving force uh, behind the way the cloud operates and the way it really came to life. So we're, we're talking about tens of billions of dollars just at Amazon alone and uh, um, uh, being driven by people that have really built the software. And I think the same dynamic is going to play out with uh, uh, with electronics and hardware as well, which is why um, I give Altium a, a lot of credit. There, look, there are other companies that are probably going to launch plugins uh, into their EDA tools to where you can kind of jump out of your EDA environment and into uh, a quoting uh, piece where you can go get a price quote. But that's not what it's about. It's mm-hmm. really about kind of erasing the boundary between your design environment and your manufacturing floor. And uh, uh, and right now, it's not just boundaries. These are entirely different spheres and universes, right? I mean, yeah. You're having to hop between different people, different uh, uh, organizations, and, and it all adds time. And it all, you know, the, there's a lot of talk about agility, but the question is how, right? How do you actually make something agile and that that's putting uh designers right in the middle of actually not just making those decisions but really be able to drive manufacturing decisions directly from their design tools so i i think it's the right way to do it and i i give altium a ton of credit for saying look we're not just going to dabble with this we're going to launch this as a altium manufacturing service yeah, no, I think it, may, it it makes huge sense. And I love the term erasing boundaries. I think that's exactly what needs to happen between, um, you know, between design and manufacturing. Anything that's data-driven needs not not to be siloed. And we see too much siloing in, in, in the whole, you know, ideation to, to product fulfillment process. So I think this is really essential. So, Ted, you've done all this work. You've done all this development. You recently... Um, had a press release, launched a product. Tell me about that product. Yeah, so the the product is called Altimate, and as Misha is suggesting, what we're what we're really doing with that is just embedding into the design tool environment um, the ability to, well, a, a couple of important things: the ability to communicate with the people who will be manufacturing the board. Mm-hmm. For you. I, I personally consider it to be the most important aspect of this. And, and just to kind of like tag on to what, what Misha was saying, 
you know, I, I, the way I like to think of it and in in sort of the way we talk about it is to say that we're kind of transitioning from designing for manufacturing to designing with manufacturing. And, and that's really the, the, the thing that we're, that we're on the verge of achieving with this. It's not 100% complete, but we're now in the design environment, we're in a position where as someone designs, as they place components, as they lay out the board, they can see what is the cost implication, what is the availability of those components, but also how are they, how are they conforming to the constraints of the manufacturers that that are behind this macrofab and its and its network, not just generic uh, DFM rules, but actually, it's you could almost think of them as designed for macrofab rules in a way. But it's more than rules; it's the people who are back there who can you know interact with designers um, so that they make good decisions up front and not have to sort of turn back designs and redo it. Yeah. And as Misha said, it's important to have that in kind of the same environment. So does that all sit within the, you know, with the existing Altium tool set? Yeah, it does. So, I, you know, I mentioned that, you know, that, that well, there's a dependency on our on our cloud platform, um, which is Altium 365. So to, to kind of like paint the full picture, what most people know us for is the the design tools and specifically Altium Designer, right? It's it's one of the most, if not the most widely used PCB design tool in the world. And inside of there, what you can, as you're designing, you're, you're getting feedback. There's a new sort of panel in there, like we have panels in there for, uh, for all kinds of sort of like capabilities and functions. But now there's a manufacturing panel where you literally see the cost implication, any kind of um, uh, rules violations and things like that as you're designing. So you don't have to leave that environment. You're seeing that there. And at the time you complete your design, you can request a quote and you'll get that right there. Now, at the moment that you um, that you actually want to formalize that that quote um, and, and have you know the, the the full shipping charges and things like that on it. It, it actually will, you know, when you click on request that formal quote, you'll you'll go into the Altium 365 environment, which looks just like Altium Designer, but it's mm. on it's it's on the web. It's on a web yeah. browser, right? And that's important. The reason why we do that is that collaboration is natural in the cloud. It is not natural with desktop tools, right? It's yeah. hard to connect. Misha's yeah. desktop to my desktop, but here we are on a cloud platform Zoom and, and yeah. wow, it works wonderfully, right? So it, it is a very seamless experience from the mm. perspective of the designer. And then from the perspective of the people on the manufacturing side, you know, with, manu with, with Macrofab, we're directly integrated to their platform. So yeah. they likewise are working in the environment that they are used to working in. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah, I think it's for me it's it's hugely valuable. I was designing printed circuit boards back in the um back in the 1980s. We were we were barely using CAD, but we were in a world where we were largely working um for OEMs that were doing their own manufacturing and if we wanted to find out something was made, we opened a few doors and we went through to production. We had a quick chat and we came back. 
And conversely, if we designed something they didn't like, they came through and shouted at us. So it was, uh, you know, it was a, it was a pretty seamless process. But now we have um, so much outsourced manufacturing and such a broad ecosystem. This kind of thing is um, is hugely valuable. How does it look, Misha, from a from a macrofab company point of view? Do they benefit by by then having access to more to more design tools through the um, through the Altium, or does this just give you access to, you know, the the customers that are already using Altium tools? Uh, certainly, a much bigger audience, right? Uh, and 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 by the way, we for Macrofab historically, um, Altium has been one of the largest EDA tools in our community. You know, mm. there's there's a lot of uh, EDA tools out there, but for whatever reason, uh, you know, the uh, Altium has always been one of the dominant ones among. The community of users that we have, and there's thousands uh, of them, uh, us being built into directly into Altium Designer now, obviously gets us exposed to a lot more people. But in, in terms of impact, um, I would say it's twofold. Um, one is that uh, it's it's much more real time and, and, and immediate, and that makes the the design asset really a living document as opposed to something mm-hmm. you put into a zip file. Because what really happens now, and let's be honest about it, there are designers now that are, you know, sending their designs over to their supply chain team. They zip it up into a file, send it halfway around the world, and that design begins to drift immediately. And, you know, that was uh, that was happening on a multi-year scale before. It is now happening weekly. Uh, mm-hmm. These these factories don't have enough parts. So guess what they're doing? They're calling the supply chain team and they says, can I use you know, these three subs uh, to, to build your product? And the answer is, let me check in with the engineers and we'll, look, we'll let you know, hopefully it works. At that point, right, your design is no longer the living artifact of, of your product that is now decoupled. And the, the real artifact is whatever the manufacturer has. So ability to actually go directly from your EDA tool uh, really keeps that coherency um, in much better shape. And uh, uh, and that's the way it should be, right? At the end of the day, choosing alternate parts is not something that should be done as a casual exercise where it's a couple of people in a conference call flipping a coin, right? The, the only yeah. designers really know whether something's going to work. Um, and that there is a re- it's, it's not just agility for agility's sake. Uh, you know, th- this is the famous story now with a uh, totally different domain, but Tesla, right? Tesla shipped a lot of cars in the middle of a quarter where a lot of car makers weren't able, able to ship anything. How did they do that? They made a lot of design changes. So enabling yeah. electronics designers to make those kind of changes is the real game changer. It, it makes agility not just theoretical, but very much a practical. Right? Yeah. And and right now in the, in the supply chain crisis we're in, that's hugely important. I'm hearing more and more and using more and more the term design for disruption and um, you know, creating that agility, and what you're doing um, is actually connecting design to manufacture in real time, but also in a real world with an ecosystem of manufacturers, not just a single manufacturer. So, for the designer, that's hugely powerful. That gives them a whole bunch of um, you know additional benefits that that should mean a relatively seamless or yeah, as seamless as possible, new product introduction. That's a really important part of this, Ted, that they know when they get to the end of their design that it's, you know, that it's already been connected with a manufacturing community and it's pretty much ready to go. Is that one of the key benefits you're driving to designers? 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, 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 again, the more we can, uh, the more we can move towards truly working together, and not. And, and, and when I say working together, I mean literally. You, you'll remember you talked about you know designing in the in the '80s, and and I was too. And I remember this time when we had this sort of like revolutionary idea introduced it was called concurrent engineering right mm-hmm. and now there 40 years fast forward 40 years and and really we're still trying to overcome the same problems and, and it used to be like you said we could just walk down the hall or go you know to a different building and you could deal with that now you know globalization has made it a lot more complex but the problem's still, you know, still very pertinent. But that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to make it so that we're thinking about manufacturing and manufacturing people are involved in the process while it's taking place with design. So having that, you know, connection, knowing who you're going to work with, having confidence they're going to be able to do it. That that's all I think critical to um, to really to enabling our whole industry to support the massive demand that is is now in every single product right everything mm. yeah and ted i guess you've had this product out with um with beta customers that have really been kind of pounding it and uh you know checking out every every detail where are you in that process how and how has that gone yeah we're so we're in i guess what i would say is that we're kind of in a controlled release process right now mm-hmm. and so we went through the beta we had customers who went through that experience did it first actually you know if, if i were to rewind a little bit a couple of years ago altium acquired a very small manufacturing shop in in brooklyn new york of all places um not because we wanted to become the manufacturer ourselves but because we we knew it wasn't really prudent to ask a manufacturer to shut down their lines so they could experiment with us and try them. Mm. So we went through an early alpha program with that, with some very simple boards and a small handful of customers. And then as we started working with Macrofab, we you know began a beta program and put more customers through that. And we're still we're we're confident that we've that we have something that has a lot of value for customers. Mm. But we want to make sure that we deliver the experience in, in you know, with as perfectly as we possibly can. Yeah. So, so we announced and we're making it accessible to people who, um, who say, yep, I'd like to try it. And I've got a board ready to do that. And, um, and so we're kind of like working through uh, with a number of customers now um, on that. And then my, uh, what we all both anticipate is that probably um, a couple of months from now we'll kind of like open the gates entirely and anyone will be yeah. able to you know to come in and do that but yeah. we're definitely welcoming customers now and you know for any listeners we're we're happy to work with you fantastic and Misha an important strategic relationship really with Altium that kind of goes goes beyond this this just this product how important do you see that relationship with a company like Altium and strategic relationships generally and what do you see in in the future for this relationship yeah you know the and it's not just uh, um, us working on the product together you know Altium has invested into Macrofab in more Mm -hmm. ways than 
than one, and they're also a financial investor and participated in, in our last round. I think partly it's because there's so much left to do. You know, one of the things that we're doing is really establishing the first true digital thread from the engineer to the manufacturing floor. Um, it by itself doesn't, doesn't have a whole lot of utility, um, it, it, but it opens up a door for a lot of really exciting uh, use cases, right? Um, you know, Ted and I have talked about this already, but uh, the world of NFTs, right? I think the board apes are kind of truly boring use cases. Uh, I don't know if NFTs in their current form are going to be meaningful, but I think in the manufacturing world, where we're trying to prove traceability down to the factory floor, where we're mm. trying to authenticate components, it becomes incredibly important. And, and really, you know, at some point, national security is at stake. Um, you know, there, there's liability and uh, ethical concerns are at stake. There's some really big things we could be doing. Can't do it without a digital thread being established first. You can't yeah. run a digital, you know, you, you can't do traceability down to the blockchain, for example. And I know I'm getting pretty futuristic here, but you can't do it if, if the way you communicate with your factory floor is through zip files, right? Yeah. That, that's just not going to work, right? So yeah. it's one of the very first steps. And, and I think, you know, the, the proof is in the pudding. Uh, we have to deliver a great user experience for engineers to really fall in love with, you know, having, you know, the really one-stop experience where they can go yeah. from a design to a prototype and eventually a production build. But eventually yeah. we're going to approach these enterprises with services that haven't been built yet. And I think this, the sky is the limit. There are so many problems in this space that I think we could, could be working on this. And I actually think it's going to accelerate quite a bit. You guys are talking about, you know, something that wasn't possible in the 80s. Once you establish the core infrastructure, you know, people forget the cloud was, you know, wasn't around 10 years ago, right? Uh, uh, some of the components were, but it really took off after a couple of big foundational pieces like mm. virtualization was put into place. This is one of those moments. And I think we could be looking at, you know, 10 years from now, at a ton of stuff built that doesn't exist right now. And this yeah. is one of the first steps uh, towards that that future. Yeah, no, I, I absolutely agree with you there because I think it's, there's, as, as well as the foundational parts that, people like you are building and that are available, there's a bunch of dynamics happening in the industry where supply chain security is, has become super important. We've shifted from a just-in-time to a just-in-case business model quite substantially, and we'll settle somewhere back in the middle again after, after some time. But there is no doubt without data, you can't have insight. And that insight is where you add the value and you make, you make the supply chains more secure. So connectivity is is fundamentally important to be um, to be able to do that. I think you've bought a product to market at exactly the right time um, and the right product that the market needs. Uh, I still can't figure out why Macrofaber, the lone player in such an awesome marketplace, um, and I think that will just continue to develop and that you know, that manufacturing ecosystem is becoming more and more important. So, yeah, great job, guys. Great job talking to me today. Thanks for explaining the relationship and the product. I really appreciate that. And um, thanks so much for your time. We'll chat again soon. Thank you. Oh, great to see you again. Yep. Thanks, Philip.